0: Hello and welcome to Room B. I'm your host, Room B. Thanks for choosing to spend some time with me. This podcast is a small pocket of the universe where I speak my mind. I talk about how uncomfortable it's been for me to adjust to adulthood. I do so because I've recently moved countries and I'm lonely and confused while also trying to settle into a new city. Each episode, I focus on a topic that I'm dealing with personally. I mean, it's usually something I wrote in my diary, in the desperate hope of, I don't know, connecting with someone out there. You. Someone who can maybe relate. This podcast is also an outlet for me a way to organise my thoughts and express my feelings. So stick around for today's episode. I'm joined by my wonderful friend Rachel. I have known her for my entire adult life and she's just such a beautiful and kind individual. I hope you enjoy this episode. episode i am joined by rachel and rachel is a fellow creative she's a writer she's a poet a self-taught cook and a baker like she's killing it out here rachel recently started race kitchen which focuses on vegan and allergy friendly baked goods rachel is also one of my really really close friends she's my best friend she's like a sister to me We met at uni while studying biomedical science many, many years ago. We sadly connected because we both felt different and excluded. But once we found each other, it felt like sisterhood had just begun. Our friendship has florid over the years, and I am so, so proud to welcome her to Room B. Hey, Rachel. Hi, what an intro. well this is oh you sis this is oh you
1: <laughs> I know but it's wild like hearing it back but I love it
0: so I want to know how did you go from you know biomedical science to being a baker how
1: did that happen I know it's crazy I got my first graduate job I just graduated got a job nine to five hated mm. it was oh, trying to find gee. a way out of it but I couldn't because of all the pressure of like this is your first graduate job and all that kind of thing And Mm -hmm. then um, something really tragic happened. So then I had to leave my job. I was kind of grateful that I had a way out, which is sad. But like, that was like my way out. And then I was out of work for a bit. And then the pandemic happened. I kept having dreams for an entire year of me cooking in the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, like, I'm not joking for an entire year. So I was just like, you know what? Okay, I'm going to do this. If you
0: needed a sign, that was a definitive sign right there.
1: I know, but I kept going, I don't know what this means.
0: (laughs) Of course you're trying to find more meaning to it, but it was very literal. So clear, but yeah. Don't we isn't that weird that we just love to complicate
1: things for ourselves? Honestly, we're like, show me a sign and then it's like, well, here you go. And it's like, no, 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 another one.
0: (laughs) No, a different kind of sign. (laughs) (laughs) I know. You mentioned that. You know, you started down the path of like being a career woman, but then it just didn't work out for you. Um, How did you deal with that gap between leaving, unfortunately, going through a tragedy and then a pandemic and then realizing, yeah. oh, wait, I should be doing this now. How did that affect your your mentality towards like what to do? Because it's it's, it sounds like quite a long time between that.
1: Like, it's actually so crazy because when I look back at it, I'm so grateful that I didn't, like, freak out. And, like, I think one of the things that I want to give props to is my friends, like, you guys, because we're always, like, going through similar seasons and stuff. So it's, like, I could come to you and be, like, yo, this, this, this," and you'd be, like, yo, dude, I get you. Like, we're going at our own pace. Like, I think that's something that was, like, super cool. Another really cool thing was, like, my family didn't really pressure me into be, like, oh, you have to do this or do that or whatever. So -hmm. it was, like, really cool to have time to think about, what I want to like dip my toes into that was really cool and I'm really grateful for that it's Mm -hmm. actually
0: like a true testament to like your endurance regardless of how hard or difficult or like confusing things got for you you kind of just like pushed through it that's amazing yeah so take me back to how it all started the day you were like okay I'm doing this
1: um me and my family had just moved into a new house and we usually do this thing where we detox for a month so we go vegan would have days when people like craving desserts and stuff Mm
0: -hmm. and then like
1: I would make dessert we would all be like whoa okay this is good at that time I was going through a process of like okay how do I start this business like you know like what should I do I don't know how to really go about it like I just know that I want to do it while I was doing the desserts like I just had a light bulb moment and I was just like "Hmm, okay maybe I should start with some vegan." bakes and just focus on one thing because you know when you want to start something there's so much that's going through your mind and right. like so many ideas so it was like such a cool moment to be like you know what? I'm just going to focus on this one thing and the crazy thing is I'm not a baker like I can literally like count to you how many times I've baked in my entire life so <laughs> it was so strange to come to this end of like this is what I'm gonna do and then I started practicing which was a crazy process
0: i can imagine
1: (laughs) yeah of like everyday baking throwing things away (laughs) um like obviously there's recipes out there but like i wanted to find something that connected with me because like i kept thinking of back to this one experience where i had a vegan cake and it was like really hard and really dense but then everyone was kind of like oh that's fine because it's vegan i mean surely that shouldn't be okay like you know so I was, like, trying to make something of my own. So that took me, like, a whole month just, like, throwing away cake and, like, trying again. And Sometimes I'll just go to bed at nine and, like, see y'all later, just go to bed because, like, (laughs) it would have just been a rough day.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like your family has been really supportive.
1: Yeah. You know what? That's, like, one thing that really calmed me down throughout the process because, like, I knew that I could do it. But then it's, Mm -hmm. like if you have people as well that believe in you, I think it makes makes it so much better because, like, literally my brother would come from work and then he'd see, like, cake in the bin and he'd be like, we go again tomorrow. And I'm like, yep. You know, and that was, like, <laughs> so amazing because, like, one thing that I was really trying to avoid was someone saying, maybe you should just put eggs in it because it's, like... <laughs> No, that's not the point. You know what I mean? But, like, everyone was super supportive. And, like, one of the, like, really cool things was that last year, my mom was like, you know what? I don't see you doing, you know, this whole nine-to-five office thing. I see you doing your own thing. And that was just, like, so cool because it's like, okay, it's so cool that you see it too, you know? You know, sometimes it's our parents that make us feel a bit like maybe you shouldn't pursue certain things. So that was, like really cool um, how supportive they were it was only like after I figured it out that my little sister came up to me she was like I was getting a bit worried (laughs) about you she was like like, but I'm glad you pulled through and I was like it was just oh, so man. funny i was just like i can't believe that but yeah but yeah no they've, That's
0: been, they've great. been great yeah oh my gosh you're so lucky to have that form of support and it's very very important to have that i mean it's really difficult to not get support for baking cakes so yeah. <laughs> i'm yeah. sure they're just happy to be having cake all the time
1: <laughs> yeah no it's been it's just been like a, such a journey it's been, it's been great yeah yeah so how
0: do you like juggle just the idea of like life, staying creative, and also like trying to make baked goods that are relevant? Because obviously trends change, right? How do you mm. stay on top of that?
1: That's one thing that has been hard, like trying to juggle everything. Um, mm. you know, especially like trying to be your own boss, like just right. To start, Ooh, boss, like, babe. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, because sometimes if you wake up and you're not feeling it, like that can be hard and then you realize mm. that you're the one that has to put out the content and all that oh thing. my gosh yes yeah. yeah and so it's like I have to remind myself why I'm doing this and mm-hmm. remind myself of like the really cool processes I love the part where I get to decorate and take pictures <sighs> of my work yeah. Yeah. and also like been experiencing this feeling of being proud of myself you know sometimes like you wait for people to tell you that i'm proud of you kind of thing you know and yeah. like when i when i bake and i and i'm happy with it you know it's like whoa i'm proud of this work you know yeah. and that's like something super cool and like in terms of trends um i don't know if you got to try the you know the biscoff biscuits before you left i don't know if you ever oh tried them.
0: yeah i love them <laughs> Do you know i actually had to hunt them down i found them here oh I wow is them. it i'm obsessed
1: they're like crack to me (laughs) exactly so like they took the world by storm like those biscuits Uh and so like that's one of the trends that's currently out there everybody wants that stuff you know and it's like I know that the customers want this how do I make it me like how do I add me to it without it being so generic and like oh you're just doing this just because do you know what I mean and I think that's the only thing that you know you can you can do in it is to try to make it you as possible does baking feel like science to you a hundred percent like i traded in the the lab coat for the apron like and my my notebook with me sitting you know like oh my gosh you should see me after i bake yeah and it's like whether it's successful or not like i'll sit there after and i'm writing down it's like what should we do next different (laughs) this time you did this you put half a teaspoon of this next time do this and whatever and like, I remember one day sitting there, like when I was writing it down and I was just like, this is science, like this is yeah. natural science, you know? And like, there'll be some days where something messes up, but like you follow the right steps. And then I- I'm just like sitting there evaluating like what could have gone wrong. And I'd be like, oh, I don't know, maybe it was really humid in the kitchen today, you know, like things yeah. like that. And it's just like so oh funny. It- it's-, it's a complete science. And I think that's why sometimes people really struggle with cooking. Like when they yeah. just get like a a cookbook because right. these people that have written these cookbooks have like worked in like the perfect kind of kitchen and then right. like you take this cookbook to your house and like your oven is like ten years old and like you wonder <laughs> like why you're cooking while
0: watching TV
1: <laughs> and you wonder why it doesn't come out right so it's a whole science you know like um and it's wow. really fun.
0: Yeah, I'm really glad that even though you chose to stay away from the scientific field, you're still Mm. able to apply your learned knowledge.
1: Definitely. Because I like it just takes me back to school, you know, when we're doing experiments and like you'd have to take results from someone else because your experiment went wrong. (laughs) But you're all in the same Oh, I remember. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Especially that osmosis one. Like I never thought that (laughs) right with the (laughs) potato.
0: For me, it was the DNA extraction.
1: Oh, yes. That was hard as well. Yeah. <laughs> Something so really simple, hard. but it just did not work. <laughs> it honestly didn't work. Like, on it didn't work for me as well, man. Like, that was hard. Oh, my gosh. You
0: know, when I think, like, hearing you talk about it, I've, I've currently got my eyes closed and trying to imagine you, you know, planning out all these recipes and trying them out, blah, blah, blah. And it literally feels like being in a lab.
1: Honestly. Cooking is a science, like, 100%. Right. It exactly
0: is. so like I know obviously it sounds fun and exciting when you talk about it now in hindsight mm. but I know it's tough especially you know when you have those late days still trying to figure out how mm. something works how do you remain mentally sane through all of that
1: my first ever client gave me a negative review and like you'll know oh, about this because like I, I messaged yeah. you and I was just like oh my gosh I, I don't remember. understand and like and I remember you said that it's better that it's happening now than later mm-hmm. on and that yeah. was like one of the things that i was super grateful for cuz like all my friends and family they didn't give me this whole silver lining kind of talk of like oh she was just crazy or something like that but like right. people were like saying things like you know what you need failures you know you need yeah. to like mess up a little bit and all that kind of thing so like yeah. things like that are so helpful and so encouraging um, you've got to be
0: realistic about these things you know especially when it's a passion like that
1: yeah and it's just like you know it's your first ever one like you were hope you hope that it would, it would go well do you know what I mean
0: it's kind of nice that you got to deal with failure so early on that when it comes back again it'll be very familiar for you
1: yeah and like I um, said
0: when I meant if
1: yeah <laughs> it, it probably will happen at some point yeah it's life okay. isn't it do you know what yeah. I mean yeah and that's one of the things that I learned in that moment was like it's okay, like everyone is so different, different taste buds and all that kind right. of thing. And it's completely fine. It doesn't mean that you're less of a person or that you're a failure or in whatever field that you're in, do you know what I mean? Like it 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 happens, you know. Yeah.
0: I wanna thank you for being a regular listener of Room B. I remember you reached out to me after you'd listened to my episode Protect Yourself. Yeah. I talked a lot about protecting your own energies and stuff like that and I remember you said that you resonated with struggling with being an empath Mm. what has your experience
1: with empathy been like it's been mad you know like that's the best description it's been so mad because I feel like it's only recently that I started to understand that oh there's a name to this thing And not everyone is like me because I think that was like one of my biggest misconceptions was that everyone else was experiencing this thing for a while. It's been like a pretty negative experience. You know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. it's such a vulnerable thing. And like when other people see that, you know, they can either like take advantage of that. And I think like most of my experiences have been, has been people taking advantage of that. And I think that like, through conversations that we've had like I remember I can't remember when it was but it was like ages ago when you were like I'm learning to say no to things you know and I was just like whoa and you're like even if I'm (laughs) outside and a stranger asks for my number I'm just gonna say no like I won't give them an excuse because you know what I feel like people take advantage of the fact that it's an awkward situation and they push and they push and I'm just like wow Mm -hmm. the audacity like it's mad.
0: So how do you deal with moments when like you have unexpectedly absorbed some of that energy and you're sort of trapped? Do
1: you know what? It's it's actually crazy because it's been a while since that happened and I'm so grateful for it. Usually if something yeah. like that does happen, because it can happen through anything, like even TV shows sometimes, I think I just take myself away like, and go to my room and almost just like recenter myself because and remind myself that i don't have to take on that load because when i used to interact with certain people they would make you feel like their emotions are are your responsibility and you've got a responsibility to make them feel a certain type of way and take them out of their situations and if you didn't provide it was almost like made you feel guilty for it you know and then you you overwork yourself just for them to like, for them to feel better. You know what I mean? And then you're left there having to deal with the emotions for a week and they're like living life, you know? They're yeah, just,
0: they move they're, right on.
1: You know what I mean? Because they just dumped it on you and they're like, peace, see ya, kind of thing. Praying helps, you know what I mean? Like, And like talking to people as well. Always getting like a different perspective from someone else to be like, yo, this happened. Like, I don't know how to deal with it. Like, what do you think about it, you know? And like one thing yeah. that I'm like super grateful for is like my friends are super honest about mm-hmm. situations like if I'm in the wrong they'll let me know. It's not just yeah. about trying to make me feel better.
0: Man, it's a it's a really crazy experience and being an empath is quite exhausting and what I notice is that once you once you become aware of it and I'm glad that you have too mm. um it's very easy to spot. Yeah. Because you feel the energy off already, like, instantly.
1: Mm. So, like, I'm a Christian, and I've noticed that, like, a lot of times with people that want to take advantage of impacts, they're usually manipulators and stuff. Yeah. And because you're, like, hypersensitive um, to situations, I think you sh- at the start, you struggle to balance emotions, like yeah. feeling guilty and, like, trying to figure out what's right and stuff. So I uh-huh. find that, prayer like helps a lot because i i believe that like you know god gives me the wisdom to be able to deal what's with what with, with what's going on in that moment to be like you know yo god this is what's happening right now like this person did this and it made me feel like this help Mate. me to be able to deal with what's going on and i feel like that's really helped me a lot because like now, like, I don't pick up the phone, like, at a, at a crazy time. Like, you won't to yeah. me doing that. Like, I remember, <laughs> this, I remember this one time. It was, like, was it recent? It was, like, a year ago. And so my phone rings at 4 a.m., right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and it's a number that I didn't recognize. So I thought maybe it was an emergency or something. So I picked it up. And then I'm, like, hello. And the person's, like, hi. I recognize the voice. And then I was just, like, I'm sleeping. And I hung up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just, like i'm not doing this like i'm not doing this with you how dare you call me at four to talk about what? Right. Like, i know what are you telling me you're bringing me breakfast or like yeah. what's going on right now like and like it's like moments like that where like i'm so proud like because like yeah. past me would have answered the phone and be like what's up you know
0: oh my gosh sis do not disturb is your best friend honestly Mine goes on at 8 p.m. <laughs> oh, wow. That's so good. <laughs> yes. Office hours end at 5, okay? Why are you calling me after 8? <laughs> Honestly, like, so bizarre. I feel like, in a way, you know, asked to be on this.
1: <laughs> yeah, kind of. It was such an interesting conversation, though, because, like, like when, we, when I reached out to you as well, because, um, yeah. like, I knew that you were an empath, but I didn't. Like yeah. I knew in the sense that, like you, you know, sussed me
0: out. You sensed me.
1: Yeah, because like every time, like either one, either one of us reach out to the other, it's always like I feel you. I get you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then it, it was only um explicitly when you said like I, I think it was from your trip trip in mm-hmm. Amsterdam where you were like, yo,
0: like I oh my gosh,
1: yeah, that it was like trip. Yeah, that's when I was just, like, oh, she's an empath. <laughs>
0: I was literally exhausted. So I don't know if I ever mentioned it on the podcast, but mm. I went on this trip with my husband to Amsterdam. It was just like a quick weekend trip. And it was the hottest day of the summer. So we're trying to find a restaurant to go ask for them to fill up water bottles for us. Mm. And we had to go into the, the, the main square. We start making it closer and closer into the city because we, we usually try to avoid being in the main park because obviously it gets very busy. Mm. Oh my gosh. Like everyone there was dehydrated. Literally everyone. I could just see it on their faces. I could feel it too. Oh, and man. like the further, and further I walked into those crowds, yeah. I was just getting more and more irritable. You could just tell they were angry or distressed. Mm. And oh my gosh, it literally felt like walking into a room full of people just screaming at you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah, that, I think that was definitely the very first time I was able to actually communicate it to other people and say, No, I am being directly affected by how other people around me are feeling.
1: I have a question for you. Do people ever describe you as moody because of the fact that if you go out, you can see something and then suddenly your mood changes?
0: I am not moody, but Mm. bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm either a bitch or like uh, too sensitive, or oh, wow. it's never positive, which is interesting. Yeah. It's yeah. never positive at all. And it's like, no, guys, I'm actually trying to communicate to you that I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> like, to say something, you... right? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just the most interesting thing, and I feel like that's also how we like were drawn towards each other. Yeah, because we so were ha- still baby empaths. We didn't even know yeah. empathy existed back then. I
1: know. So like, how do you, how do you deal with it when you're outside and something like that happens? Um, I just trust loads of people or something like that, like group of friends,
0: a group of friends. I I just try to be honest with it. So like, Mm. for me, the best part has been trusting my gut. Mm. so when I get that uncomfortable feeling I won't explicitly like stop everyone be like guys I'm having an empath moment (laughs) it's
1: happening tingly sensation yeah
0: (laughs) I just kind of like you know suggest like oh maybe let's go to this place or maybe let's do usually like I if I'm on my own I just completely remove myself because I know that I'll get trapped and As someone who also suffers from anxiety and overstimulation, I know to just go because if I stick around, I will be in a worse situation than anyone else can even deal with. Yeah, But if Mm. I can't leave or I can't not be there, you've got to learn the coping techniques. And I'm very grateful to have gone through therapy Mm. because a lot of what you learn in therapy, I feel like, is applicable to anything. It doesn't matter if you're going to therapy for anxiety, for grief, for loneliness. All the techniques that you learn can be applied for everything, whether it's joy, excitement, worry, you know, awkward situations. And that's what helps me in those mm. moments. Mm. Thanks for asking me a question. I didn't expect to be... <laughs> to well, be a, a couple, <laughs> No, it's a
1: conversation. I wanted to know, like, how you how you deal with it and also like other people that are listening that like end up in those kind of situations and don't yeah. know what to do you know what I mean have
0: you ever been in a relationship situation where your empathy has been used against you
1: 100 percent. oh my gosh these people yeah you try not to hate the person because I don't think they're always aware so yeah. it always starts off with them revealing some big secret to you that they've Mm. never told anybody else but you Mm -mm. so you feel special you know and then you also start to put yourself in their shoes let's say if you don't want to talk to them yeah and then you put yourself in their shoes and you make excuses for them and be like oh but they have no one to talk to and they've told me and they trust me and I think like one of the um biggest things that I had to do for myself was to ask myself like Why do you keep making this choice? You know that it's bad for you. We're so good at reading the situation. You know when someone's trying to take advantage of you. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, you know what they're trying to do. So why do you keep putting yourself in that position? And then I realized that, you know what? It's because there's a void in me that I'm Mm. trying to use him to feel. (laughs) And it's when he says to me that I've never met anyone like you. You're so understanding you're so warm. I can tell you anything. It's quite manipulative, isn't it? So much.
0: Man. And I found that narcissists are drawn to empaths. Mm-hmm. Like they naturally attract empaths. And when are so, to them. Oh my gosh, it's, it's a curse. <laughs> <laughs> it's a curse. Honestly. What a nightmare. What a nightmare. Well, I'm glad that you got through that and you managed mm-hmm. to put yourself first. Mm. it's quite tough so do you think that that's made you a little bit more skeptical towards dating or
1: not really um because like I think after that situation it was really helpful in terms of growth and stuff like that because you now you know the telltale signs of someone who's genuinely interested and genuinely wants to know you because that person will say like oh my goodness I trust you so much and this this and that but then 99% 99% of the time, they know nothing about you. Like, nothing. Yeah. Because yeah. all they're ever doing is talking about themselves and uh, all that kind of thing. Um, I was going through something, something really hard, and I reached out to that person. Do you know what they replied back? What? They said, it's peak. <laughs> I was just like... <laughs> I was just like, yep, it's peak. Oh, it's very peak. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like um it actually <laughs> wow it's not <laughs> even
0: like I feel you I'm sorry no. hope you get better no uh, just, it's peak, it's peak. Oh
1: my and I was goodness. just like wow so like actually it makes me really excited for dating because it yeah. gives you that possibility of meeting someone who gets you like hundred yeah. percent, and someone who's so good as well so no it hasn't made me skeptical at all Oh, I'm so glad because, you know, yeah. it's,
0: it's very easy for a lot of people to experience that and then still be like, F this, F that. I'm not going to date anymore because mm. people are this. But you yeah. still choose to realize that, oh, wait, this wasn't something that I instigated within mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Someone else's problem that I just yeah. happened to be involved in. And I love that for you. And I'm so mm-hmm. excited for you. And I wish you all the best with dating because it's a mess out there (laughs) (laughs)
1: honestly I actually have one more question for you
0: Um,
1: how does your husband deal with your empath side?
0: I don't know if he fully gets it Mm -hmm. I don't think he is an empath so Mm -hmm. it's quite confusing to him and I'm very grateful that he's a very believing man you know Mm -hmm. he believes everything I say He's, he's quite understanding. And so he knows. So like when I, I'll go back to that trip in Amsterdam, mm. Mm. you know, moment we were in there and I was telling him like, I can't do this and bless him. He was just like, okay, I know you, I know you're struggling, but we need to hydrate. And if you don't hydrate, it's going to get worse. He, can't, he sort of like rationalizes it for me. Mm. Cause I feel like, I don't know if you feel the same way, but when you are sort of overwhelmed you can get quite erratic and yeah so he's quite able to like calm me down and help me rationalize you know mm. in other situations I feel like he's very trusting so like I tell mm. him like if let's say if we're to party and I've just had enough mm. um, I'll tell him like yo it's time to go
1: that's really good because like you might not fully understand it but like yeah having someone that actually trusts you because you can have someone that that would be like oh like you're just thinking too much or it's not that deep you know but like it's so good that he's trusting of what you're actually saying exactly
0: and i was only able to find someone like that because unfortunately i had to deal with Mm. some people who would also respond peak (laughs) yeah
1: I'm so sorry that happened to you, but that's hilarious. <laughs> no, it's, it's so much funnier now. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Back then, I was I just sat there, looked at my phone for a while, like, wow. As
0: a, as a Zimbabwean girl, mm. how do you communicate that empathy is a thing for you? Because I know, like, you know, us being Africans, there's a lot of things that our culture doesn't really focus on or shed a light on.
1: Um, I think that it's actually something that I have to work on with mm-hmm. my family because I think sometimes they perceive me as moody or cold because yeah. of that. Um, they try to they don't really understand like why my mood would change so quickly. And obviously I, I should also take responsibility and try to explain why yeah. things are happening. but it's something that I haven't actually properly explored. Um, yeah. It's so much easier to explain to. You your friends or even like my my little sister she gets it because we spend more time together so she knows with everyone else on the grand scale when it comes to family I don't think it's something that I've like communicated with them like this bothers me because I think from an African culture people are always like saying things like you know you should always be like pumped when you're around other people like you know like it's almost like <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah it's always energy yeah always energy energy like all the time and it's just like so you start to feel like maybe there's something not okay with you if you don't mm-hmm. show that mm.
0: and there's also another aspect to our culture where our parents they teach us the culture they teach us a certain way mm-hmm. and once they teach us they expect us to just know and it's like as a kid who grew up in britain Mm. you don't get every opportunity to practice those cultures that you're taught
1: Mm -mm. so
0: over time you find that you forget some things you don't remember some things because you're you're basically torn between two cultures right
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you are so you're you're practicing one culture like more times Mm -mm. than the other culture that you're expected to always be practicing yeah and so that confusion can definitely become very detrimental to people's mentality people's feelings and at the end of the day I'm sure you've experienced this where you know your family are like whoa but you're Zimbabwean you should Mm -hmm. just know that this is how we do things and it's like well I know you probably told me this yeah and now I probably actually do remember what you said but Mm in the moments that you want me to remember this it's very hard for me to remember it's like there isn't that level of reinforcement that helps you learn but there's a level of expectation that's that's just like it's a weight on your back
1: yeah that's so true because like um being zimbabwean like i was raised in zim for 10 years before i Mm. moved here so like i was always around people saying like oh no this one was you know grew up in zim so you know she's fine or whatever Up until going to school, and then I started to feel certain things. But then I kept telling myself, like, no, you can't feel those things because you were raised in Zimbabwe. Do you know what I mean? Like, that doesn't apply for you because you were raised there. Like, you're just in a different country. Like, I didn't think that the culture in this country would affect me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I thought that I would still have that zimbabwean mentality which was yeah really interesting when i was just like oh wait but i don't agree with that yeah and i think but that's because like you're
0: told that yeah. you're told that you know you're in england but you're still in a zimbabwean household mm-hmm. so you obviously believe that until a point where it's actually not the case and you're like oh, oh okay
1: mm. and the thing is it's not necessarily bad to adopt some of um you know the the culture like for example talking about things you yeah. know talking oh. about things that bother you like that's yeah. normal
0: i know i know
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> Woo! that's a whole episode on its own you know isn't what
1: I mean? it <laughs> I know. I, that's why i just kept quiet cuz
0: like, <laughs> oh my gosh Rachel thank you so so much for doing this with me it's we could awesome. talk all day (laughs) i I know it
1: i know i was just about to start something else and i was like you know what i'll just text you
0: (laughs) we'll bring you back again because i know we've done it before we can speak for an entire day
1: i want to ask where can listeners find you my instagram handle is it's rushy and that's for instagram and twitter and then Mm -hmm. my cooking page is it's Ray's kitchen
0: I will also link that all in my show notes so that Mm -hmm. people can just click through straight to all your stuff. Every episode always ends with stay awesome, be kind and spread positivity. You have been a great guest. Thank you for having me. It was great. Thank you so much for doing this with me. You're a star. Okay. Love you. I Love you too. Bye.